1: Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Weinreich. Howdy, everybody! How are things going, Dave? Uh,
2: good. Getting into the uh, home stretch at the end of the year here, and
1: uh, unbelievably, I think it's a slide. Oh, for sure. <laughs> unbelievably, 2018 is sort of almost done. So. Thank God. <laughs> it's been a long year. It's been a long year. Uh, Tense. Intense. Uh, some ups and some downs, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's uh, almost, almost in the books, I have to say. Um, You know, we've certainly drunk our share of good stuff. But we have eaten some good meals, uh, written uh, some good stories. And, it's all uh, the stuff
2: that keeps us sane.
1: Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, I sane mean, and <laughs> <laughs> It really seems to be the year of like reboots, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know, you have all of these, you know, bars, you know, sequels coming out. Death and Co. do well, you know, one of our favorite bars in New York opens a, a new one in Denver, which is sort of long-awaited. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nomad goes first to Los Angeles, and then they just opened up in Las Vegas in October in the old uh, Monte Carlo Casino, which is now, I think, MGM Park, So, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, no, it's like you never left home when you're over there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I guess maybe that's part of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Vegas, years ago, I wrote a story about how Vegas... Had become, you know, like New York. Like, I think the first paragraph was about how, sort of, Gotham magazine years ago, it was about how, sort of, the perfect New York day, you know, you could mm-hmm. go to shop at Barney's, you know, have, you know, lunch at, I think it's one of the, you know, one of the the Second Avenue deli. You so could, you say you know, now
2: you can, like, go to uh, Guggenheim. You can now have you... a couple of cocktails at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Death and Company and then go to Ray's right, exactly. <laughs> for exactly. the
1: lemon chicken. Exactly. Or the Nomad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or the Nomad. Yeah the freehand is now the hotel is hostile hotel in miami i mean it's it's a tiny intimate space and now there's a much bigger one in new york los angeles i mean it's
2: yeah the, the, the people who've been running these great craft cocktail bars are finally uh, i think capitalized enough that they can uh, oh they can sure. push their
1: brands what's really interesting about a lot of these bars is that they're hotel bars right i mean that's yeah, even, I mean, even here in New York, which is
2: crazy. New York in the 19th century was all about the hotel bars. Right. Most of the most of the uh, great bars were in hotels. And then in yeah. the 20th century, that went away last half. Yeah. And now it's coming back. Like, the, a lot of the bars are in, in, in hotels.
1: Yeah, or you get a few of those last holdouts, like the King Cole Room, you know, yeah, the St. Exactly. Regis. Yeah, exactly, But there sort of they, few and far between. They used and, uh, to be lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and now,
2: now they've got a lot of friends. Yeah. A lot of attractive and, young and, friends,
1: <laughs> and even some of the older ones have disappeared. The Waldorf, yeah, Astoria has closed yeah. for I don't I don't know if we'll ever I don't really know what they're been, what they're doing uh, there. For multi-year renovation, uh, slicing it up, and uh, you know a lot of the crazy. Uh, the old bars. The one uh, at the Plaza, obviously Trader Vic's, is long gone. We talked about that,
2: yeah, but and the Oak Bar, exactly. the Oak, the Oak, yeah, the Oak Bar is a. Uh, I mean, I think the Oak Room is still there in some capacity, but, but I haven't been in a while. I it's not what it, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, the, the, you know, the Algonquin still has a bar, yeah. and the Iroquois, but it's not. Those
2: places aren't the ones that are no. getting the energy
1: right now. No, it's There's true. There's a it's,
2: lot of uh, new hotels downtown yeah, and, uh, that have aggressive bar programs and uh, well-curated. Yeah. And,
1: and, and, yeah. I mean, the
2: Nomad Bar was the standard setter for that. And, oh, uh, for
1: sure. Uh, I and mean, and, it's, and even in that hotel, which is like, it's in the upper 20s, kind of in a... Uh, in an area that was sort of a no man's zone. Yeah, when they
2: was, moved in, it was mostly a place to buy uh, wholesale sandals and, and, <laughs> and flip flops, wigs, <laughs> dude,
1: wigs yeah. no name perfume, yeah, uh, backpacks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But it was one of those buttons. <laughs> <laughs> sort of weird triangle between you know Madison Square Park. Thirty-fourth Street, yeah. and the, but, know, I mean the,
2: that's one of the oldest parts of the yeah. city, and one of the yeah. few parts to retain its, uh, oh, yeah. its physical integrity. Yeah. Now, now that now that it's picked up again, they're tearing down buildings, and right. it drives me
1: nuts. <laughs> the success of the Nomad, I think, and, and uh, next door, obviously, uh, the Ace as well, yeah. have really changed that neighborhood. And, yeah. But but both of those parts, I mean, even the Nomad has. Expanded over time, you know. Now they have uh, three bars inside, mm-hmm. four bars. So, if anything, they've run out of room inside. Yeah, it's uh, never not full, right? And now, now of course, they've. I think they got so busy now; they're in all these you know, different cities. And yeah, I think
2: uh, they're sending some of their customers who are waiting <laughs> online. You'll get in quicker if you go to if you go to Vegas.
1: <laughs> it's true. We'll call you. We'll call you in a couple of days. And yeah, yeah, come back yeah, when. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We'll come back from there. Well, And it's also uh, one of our old favorites, the Dead Rabbit, you know, down at the tip of Manhattan, obviously, sort of a tumultuous oh, year for them. Yeah, they uh, had a huge
2: fire and... Yeah. Uh- you know, it's it's one of the oldest buildings in the city. Uh, this little uh, row house that was made out of wood and yeah. uh, pretty inflammable. So, right, and,
1: uh, and it's it's either it's next to or two doors down from Francis Tavern, right? Exactly. It's, yeah, which is you know uh, George Washington ate and maybe slept there. I can't. I think some of his teeth are there. His yeah, his, his that's dentures. where he left his dentures. Yeah, there are a few couple sets yeah. of dentures there. Uh, little...
2: he, he thought they were in his other pants, but <laughs> they were in fact at Francis Tavern. That's,
1: that's when you know you've made it when you can leave dentures at different bars, yeah. you know, around the country, yeah. um, just in case. But, um, but, you know, the Dead Rabbits, they like to say, born in hurricane, I think, forged yeah. in fire now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um Which is certainly true. That's that <laughs> true. They opened... Uh, their opening was delayed by Sandy, which is obviously a giant hurricane mm-hmm. that hit New York in 2012. And, uh, you put the and, whole area underwater. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and now... Uh, the dead rabbits, as we speak, is sort of perfecting their expansion. Yeah, they
2: were getting ready to expand, and then they caught on fire. And, yeah, uh, and now
1: I, I don't think it. I don't think it took them too offline, like the new the new part. Yeah. But like, I know they've. Uh, it, I was talking to Jillian Voss, who's their uh, head bartender, and I think now general manager about it last week, and she was saying how. Like the bar room on the first floor will be connected, so just be a giant bar room, which I it think it needs that. A, yeah, and I think that if anything, that was my biggest complaint about the Dead Rabbit was just that it was so packed. I mean,
2: yeah, it's, it's uh, you know the perils of success yeah. in a place like New York is uh, there are just a lot of people here. Yeah, and uh, you're always going to run up against that. That uh, any place that's very successful is going to be very crowded.
1: And she was, I said, I don't, I don't you know i think maybe for a second like you'll be able to breathe in there but i think it will fill. it yeah. will fill up to the same it's like level. when you
2: build freeways and suddenly yeah. you know um, we've got a new freeway that's going right. to
1: re- uh, reduce congestion right.
2: no it just brings in more cars right. <laughs> yeah. everybody's used to exactly. congestion
1: so they just fill it up well hopefully hopefully we'll get in right before it yeah. gets so I, bad, I'm, I'm looking but, forward to that and then uh, you know 2018 i think the avalanche of uh Cocktail and spirits books has only picked up speed. In the I last mean, I think I've months. got
2: a pile of them that's literally ready for an avalanche.
1: Uh, <laughs> that came out just this year. I've got no place left to if, put them. If God forbade you. N- Don't hear from Dave or I. Look underneath the piles of books. Yeah, uh, the new new cocktail Um, books. Yeah, we may be underneath uh, at the bottom of those. Over
2: the last two or three years, it's been incredible. This year is a real drumbeat.
1: And some of them are heavy and have sharp corners. So this is like some of them are very large, a real threat to our health uh, if these piles should ever tip over. So uh, all joking aside, uh, I mean, we've seen you know a whole bunch of books, every possible topic that I can think of. but some great ones, you know, Dead Rabbit has a new one, uh the Death and Co folks have a sequel, The Cocktail Kodak. Uh, which is we-
2: yeah, very interesting book. Uh yeah. uh, you know, tries to uh reduce everything to just a few s a few basic recipes exactly. with variations, which is uh you know, that's useful. Yeah.
1: I have not seen the aviary book. The yet. aviary book is, is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's
2: a it's a hell of a book. It's a you know it's not everyday drinking book, but it's certainly interesting to uh, page through it and and get get ideas of uh, how they do things, which is uh, really unique. And, yeah, you know it's it's science uh, technology. It's kitchen technology yeah. brought to cocktails. There's all kinds of interesting I'm stuff. I'm not
1: Sure, I have enough equipment um, at home yeah. to make some of their recipes, but
2: I I don't. Uh, I don't have a a, a gas chromatograph or a uh, a large centrifuge chamber in my house, unfortunately. I mean, the gas chromatograph, I keep trying, but my wife, Karen, just puts her foot down. She says, no.
1: Yeah, seven-figure investment or six-figure now. now, Yeah, we
2: we need that room.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: (laughs) My daughter sleeps there. (laughs)
1: You don't you don't want to play CSI cocktails? No. Um, right, cool. Well, I would like to, yeah, exactly. but it's just not an option, unfortunately. We and then we had uh, we did an episode uh, this summer, which feels both uh, a million years ago and also yesterday, with like uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler from uh, Absolutely. Portland, from uh, it runs two bars mm-hmm. uh, in the Ace Hotel, uh, Pepe Lamoco, and he had a uh, book out this year too. Yeah, he has a book. Yeah, the drinking distilled. So it's fun talking with Jeffrey. His a lot of opinions, which I love. All of them very strong opinions. Oh, yeah. I'm always happy to argue with
2: Jeffrey. <laughs> some you of know. them agree with him. He's, he's a so
1: friendly a... person to argue yeah. with. Oh, for sure. He's happy for to sure.
2: argue, though. Yeah, absolutely. Which, and so am I. So yeah. there we go. So it's
1: a good one. Now, yeah. our, our fellow columnist and uh, old buddy Gary Regan did a reboot reboot of his uh, Joy of Mixology. You know, wow, it was fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that, it's, uh, well, I it's, it's a big thing. About 15 years, which is, yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even realize that. I, in some ways, I thought it, his Joy of the had come out even earlier, but yeah. no 03, I thought it I mean,
2: it seems in, like a different era.
1: Yeah, doesn't it? You I know, mean, there, it really... there were really
2: only a couple of cocktail books back in uh, oh, for sure. 2000, 2005, yeah, yeah. that
1: period. There were very few. Oh, I mean, it literally yeah. would fit on one bookshelf. I remember yeah. going to Barnes oh, & yeah. Noble, the big one on like 83rd Street in Broadway, Manhattan, going up to the second floor, and they would have one shelf of sad books. You know, that most of them had been in print for years, decades, they just... You know. Yeah,
2: like all, all like lists of uh, cocktail recipes that nobody's right. ever going to drink right, or heard
1: yeah. of at that time, yeah. And yeah, yeah a few obscure, you know, yeah. biographies. And, and
2: stuff. then there was Dale DeGroff's Craft of yeah. the Cocktail. That kind of changed. There was uh, yeah. Gary Regan's book. There was Ted Hayes' yeah. Vintage Cocktails. Yeah. Uh, there was the Cocktail Book.
1: Well, that, those uh, I think those were the tip of the new iceberg. Yeah. But
2: of, uh, uh, now their great grandchildren are out in <laughs> in, in, in profusion.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I saw I did uh, news. I guess that Dale's working on like. Maybe Maybe uh, like a revision of one of yeah. He's, he's
2: he's 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 uh, working on a second edition of Craft of the Cocktail, which is great.
1: I and mean, long, that's, long, well needed. So. Yeah, and
2: it was one of the you know one of the foundational texts. Oh, for sure, for of everything. That. Yeah,
1: I remember going to the the party for it. Uh, oh yeah. At a, I think it was at a bar at um, at a Rockefeller Center. Yeah. There was like a fancy health club with like a fancy kind of healthy bar, restaurant yeah. attached to it. And,
2: and there, there were uh, Gary Regan mixing drinks, yeah, uh, Angus Audrey Winchester, there, yeah. Audrey Saunders,
1: all kinds Pete of good Wells people. Wells was there, yeah. yeah. Then obviously, the yeah, it New was York fun. Times food critic.
2: Well, uh, yeah, time moves on. And, you know, this year moves on.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: it, it's been... Uh, from my side of the beat, it's been an interesting year i you know I wrote a bunch of uh cocktail stories oh, yeah. about the usual i I covered toddy I've got a list uh, oh, yeah. the burnt fuselage of paris drink from the twenties uh, a whole long deep dive into how the mar- when the martini came
0: right oh, and and, that was and amazing. It's
2: how it took over yeah you was. know and that was uh, that took a lot of time that was very detailed uh, but uh You know, now we can do things like that. We didn't used to be be able to. In 2018, it's even easier than it was Every What I loved
1: about that story was that, you know, it was all the facts laid out, right? Yeah, no interpretation, right? Right, and it's just sort of, you know, there's all these people, you know, who have different, you know, motives and opinions about Mm -hmm. the Martini's history, and and here it was in black and white or whatever Here's what we know. You know, that's all it was, is here's what we know.
2: Here's every record... I've been able to find yeah. uh, on the Martini as it became known,
1: right? And I, th- I feel like a lot of people read that and were cursing men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so There goes my theory. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh, but that's but that's yeah. what we've been telling yeah, you yeah, yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, which is kind uh, of a fun one.
2: Yeah, we we talked about oh, well, you know, the Michelada and the Paloma, oh, yeah. some a couple of recent yeah. uh, Mexican drinks that I love, and get you know tried to look into the history of those. That's very hard. Uh, but interesting... Uh I think my favorite discovery of the year was I was in Sicily this summer and in Palermo I had this thing called Aqua Cusamu, oh, yeah. which is uh, just ice, a glass of ice water with this anisette that they make down there. I don't normally drink anisette. Great. You know, it's like the Sambuca after dinner. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> uh, or in the coffee. But this stuff was 120 proof and bone dry. Yeah. And you just sprinkle a little bit of, on t- of it on top of the ice water and it becomes like this Glass, milky white glass mm. of just yeah. pure refreshment, and you know, in hot weather, yeah. the, we we need that kind of thing now.
1: Oh, for because sure. Because
2: New York City keeps getting hotter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> every year. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. No,
2: no. The number of ninety-degree days just goes up and up, and uh, so yeah, that was good. Revisited some things. A drink I've really liked: uh, the modern cocktail, oh, yeah. as it's called, which with Scotch whiskey and slow gin, which just sounds nuts. Yeah. But. uh I found it in a 1905 drink book, but it turns out uh, one of the people I talked to on Twitter is a cocktail researcher, and he found the inventor of it, which I had never known.
1: Very cool. This guy, John
2: Haas of Bradford, Pennsylvania. There you go. Yeah. So that's the great cocktail, uh, the best drink ever invented in Bradford, Pennsylvania.
1: (laughs) That we know of so far.
2: That we know of so far. Exactly. We're waiting. You know, the jury's still out. We're waiting for final results. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, there may be others, but uh, that one was very good. Yeah, for sure. So those are some of the things I revisited. Talked about drinking in Italy and how it's different structurally from drinking over here and drinking in San Francisco and its long history. That was interesting. Uh, We talked about bad drinks. I and, love that story. Uh, yeah.
1: Dr. Dave's Guide to Bad Drinks. A Field Guide to Bad Yeah, drink. Field
2: Guide to Bad Drinks. I yeah. mean, everybody spends all their time talking about good drinks. <laughs> but How do you know the good ones unless you know the bad ones? There are a lot of bad drinks now. Uh, the more something gets spread out, you know, it's uh, it's easier and to... And I like uh, that
1: story because it kind of explained why yeah. Why bad drinks occur. And, 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 you know, obviously these are hard-won lessons, you yeah. know, that... From years of making mistakes.
2: And it's also style. from years of hanging out in cocktail bars yeah, exactly. and watching. I've made the mistakes myself yeah. and... Uh, when inventing drinks, and I've seen other people make yeah. them. And it's you know it's obvious stuff, like yeah. uh, making it too fancy, uh, uh, going after all the trendy ingredients and putting them all together in one <laughs> glass. So there's mezcal, oh, yeah. sherry, chamomile-infused vermouth.
1: What? How could that and not
2: work? she's shiso leaf in this drink. <laughs> what could go wrong? No, How course. could that be a problem?
1: Modern classic. 28
2: different flavors. Right. Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You know, so uh, we talked about that. 2018 uh, flavors. Talked about the prehistory of rum, which is a a
1: deep dig into –
2: Ancient history, really, and and, and, uh, the people who run the rum business really don't want you talking about. Probably not, you know, because it turns out not invented in the Caribbean. Probably no, no, maybe two thousand years old. Right, you know, (laughs) yeah, whatever. Interesting though. Uh, We talked about bad '70s drinks. Yeah, Uh, just for more. So we're not the only ones to make bad cocktails. (laughs) These are all the drinks that had ice cream as an ingredient. Yeah, a lot of ice cream drinks, a lot of drinks with uh, only liqueur as the base. So it's like... You take some Tia Maria coffee liqueur, and then you add vanilla ice cream to it, and then you uh, put some grenadine in there too. And maybe OJ.
1: Yeah, yeah, add,
2: add some OJ. Yeah, yeah, sure. and then you top it up with Seven Up after running it through the blender. I
1: was going to say yeah, definitely blender.
2: Definitely blender drink, you know. And then oh, and then a lot of maraschino cherries oh, on yeah, top.
1: No, for sure. And a banana. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I mean,
2: yeah. the top bars in America were making things like that. So it's, it's I crazy. mean,
1: it's well, it goes with kind of the yacht rock of the seventies yeah. and that sort. Sort of yeah, smooth uh, jazz that sort of fills the void between, between rock and-
2: Between life and music. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not really music. No. It's kind of—it's like what I call a music-like polymer. <laughs>
1: right. Well, but same thing with the drinks. They're not yeah. like— they're, they're not
2: real drinks. They're sort of drinks, but, yeah.
1: you know, it, it's the drink that you'd be served in an elevator going to your dentist. Yeah. Like that's, you
2: know. I mean, they're they're for people who really don't like to drink, yeah. you know. And uh, want to, they want to be out with their friends. And, right. uh But it's like, oh, that, I don't want it to taste like yeah. whiskey it's or <laughs> gin. Right. You know, why would I want that? What if it could taste like yeah. coffee ice cream? Yeah. It? Yeah. 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 I want it to taste like when I was a kid.
1: It, <laughs> well, it, it's, it, when I was a kid, I remember thinking that all of the drinks – that I equated them to like the like sodas, you know, yeah, like so. Yeah, exactly. Like the dark ones would taste like root beer, or yep. cola, or you know, the clearer ones would be like Seven Up or Ginger Ale, and
2: that's about it, though. Yeah, yeah and I, I remember mean,
1: tasting them. Be like, ah, this does not taste like no. soda. Ugh.
2: No, they never want to
1: drink that stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, my mom, who was from New England, uh, when I was sick or it was really cold, like if the power went out in the winter, I'd get hot buttered rum. Oh, yeah. Made in the fireplace mm. with a red hot poker jammed into a mug wow. with about like a quarter inch of rum. All right. And about, you know, four, five inches of water mm. and uh, some sugar and a pat of butter. Yeah. And uh, she always used Myers rum because right. dark and funky, oh, that yeah. was what you want for that. Oh, yeah. And uh, so for me, that's my favorite childhood taste. Right.
1: And that explains a lot about Dave, <laughs> yeah. I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, what, yeah. and why be, he does I what he it does. Wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> it was either last December or this year that you did your Flaming uh, uh, Sugar uh, Lump Punch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it was... And that was uh, last year. Uh, There's some brutally cold days, so yeah. I mean, I did not try that one at home. I have to say, like lighting the sugar brick on fire. But yeah, but uh, though, well,
2: it's, it's very fun. It
1: almost came to that. That's yeah, how yeah. cold it was. But yeah, uh, I
2: mean, you know, sugar brick, anything else flammable in the right. house, really?
1: You can just just light it up. Better I mean, make that somebody else's else. house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brought yourself over, and make it. I've there. had
2: problems with that in the past. Right. I used some tongs once that had kind of a hollow channel structure. Oh yeah, and they fed the flaming, uh, melting sugar out onto the table at my friend's house. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that was interesting. You never know.
1: You never, you know. never know. That was yeah. good stories. Good stories.
2: And we had also at the. Um, Beginning of the year, end of the last year, we had a uh, uh, Boilo or Krupnikus, oh, yeah. the, uh, the the Lithuanian slash Pennsylvania, yeah, uh, winter winter warmer.
1: Those I like those hot drinks in the winter. Yeah, it's true you know they're, uh, they're Which cool. weirdly like you wrote about it and then like I kept hearing about like I you know for something so obscure like I think it really captured yeah, imagination yeah it, it was in the zeitgeist. Yeah. people yeah. like you know at least, yeah. at least 5 people we know you know were were <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> we're obsessed with it last winter I don't know exactly sure why mm-hmm. Um, I still, it's a, it's like a bottled liqueur and
2: I still got a bottle of it.
1: So uh, I will be firing that up. I don't know. Was it last year or the year before we definitely did a story about polished uh, eggnog? Eggnog. And I know that you, uh, you
2: I've tried to, uh, I I had a, I kept a bottle for a year and it worked fine. I've had it as old as three years and it works fine. Yeah. You just got to make sure to put a lot of
1: booze in it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And keep it in the fridge. Yeah.
2: Keep it in the fridge. Uh, Booze the hell out of it and keep it in the fridge. Yeah, I mean, high proof. No
1: need to throw away the leftovers if you make it from scratch. Yeah, uh, we're not talking about the carton supermarket kind, but the, the no, the homemade, real stuff. The yeah, the real stuff. Uh, yeah, because not actually, it's labor intensive, but not that complicated. Really. Yeah, and
2: it's delicious. It, it's all yeah. it, it makes all the difference. Yeah. You know, it's not so heavy, sweet, uh, cartoony tasting. No, it's, for sure. It's,
1: it's 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 right. We also uh, twenty team. We lost uh, your your favorite dive bar. Hanks closed. Uh, Near your house, which yep. I know is... Uh... It's on
2: the verge of it anyway right now. Let me talk about Hank's for a second. Yeah. Hank's, the ceiling's maybe nine feet high, tops, maybe right. eight. It could even Comfy. be... It could right. be between seven and eight. Right. Uh, it's painted black, the inside, the whole thing. Right. Uh, covered with graffiti and stickers. Uh, the bar itself is at least 100 years old. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I've been living around the corner from it since 1986, it was a very long time ago yeah. when it was called the Doray so- for Doris and Ray,
0: <laughs> and, who were
2: the owners. And uh, it was in, uh Mohawk iron workers bar wow. because yeah. they lived in the neighborhood. That was yeah. their neighborhood. Yeah. And I moved in, it was still all rooming houses in my neighborhood now it's all single family occupancy, you know it's yeah. uh, it's got very fancy And the
1: Mohawks were ironworks because they could go high up, right and they wanted they weren't afraid of heights like well
2: yeah, could. it turns out they were afraid of heights yeah. like any normal person, okay. but it paid really well, and they were brave
1: the <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the whole, like the whole legend was yeah
2: that, they, that's what they said, but they Did but it, it turns out they were they, you know, they were stupid <laughs> they were just like, you know right. we're brave, and we can do this work, right. it and they, a, it pays really well. Right. All right. Right. fair so, enough. So, uh, <laughs> Put that
1: legend to rest. Yeah.
2: Are. So, uh, I, I mean, but, yeah, and they, they had a whole culture of uh, doing all the iron work on the skyscrapers. Oh, yeah,
1: and the bridges oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: all that stuff. This bar has been there forever, and now the corner's being uh, torn down for development. So it's a, it's such a shame. You know, and it's a bar that's always, it used to be open at 8 a.m. Right. And uh, it was always, had people in there. It was not always a happy place. Right. But it was always a community. Yeah. And when it's gone, that's the end of old Brooklyn and my part of Brooklyn yeah, anyway.
1: for sure. I mean, there were a few other ones, but I don't think, like, uh, what, the Brooklyn Inn? Or Brooklyn like,
2: Inn's a little fancier. But
1: that's, I was going to say, It's yeah. I mean, it's it's there in body only, but or, yeah. but the spirit, you know, that kind of community. Well, is, it's
2: got its own community, but it's so. a little more bourgeois. Yeah. Hanks is really low to the ground, as they say. You know, it's, those people are not fancy. I mean, there's Monteros is still there. Yeah. It's also uh, down yeah. by the waterfront. is kind of like Hanks a yeah. little. It's a couple steps up. I brought somebody into Hanks one my once my wife and I uh, these uh, people we knew who were a little fancier than us, and uh, it was a couple. And the woman put her handkerchief down on the stool before she sat on it. Great. So
1: there's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. It says
2: a lot. That's Hanks. Yeah, uh, it's still a great place to drink. Yeah, you know
1: it's. Uh, really it will be missed we will be gaining at least uh, hopefully the rebirth of gage and tolner uh, another brooklyn landmark uh, which was in downtown brooklyn you know yeah. i mean the i mean really the most famous restaurant in, in brooklyn oh, it was, it and, and was the of,
2: flagship of all brooklyn restaurants it's got the interior as landmarked. Yeah. it's the interior landmark survived through being a tgaf Hardy's or a Wendy's, yeah. a burger place, yeah. and then a nail salon. Yeah, since it closed, and it's still pretty much intact. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable and because it, it's landmarked.
1: And our friend uh, Saint John uh, Frizell, Saint Jin from uh, Fort Defiance, I know is yeah one of the great uh, modern Brooklyn bars. Yeah, and Red Hook, and I know he's 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 I guess spearheading this project to hopefully bring it back and reopen it. And
2: I mean, the beauty of the of something like this, or the importance, is. Uh, Brooklyn's seen a lot of gentrification, obviously, over the last sure. uh, two decades, a lot of uh, people moving in. But it, it, there's no, like, one restaurant that you go to celebrate things. Right. There's no one place, you know. Yeah. There's nowhere you could go uh, to have, like, the celebration of grandma's 80th birthday with all yeah. of her family there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a little bit fancy. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That's, that's elegant and, uh, and uh, local. You yeah. know, you have to, all those places are in Manhattan.
1: We're, we're, I mean, the only one that comes close is maybe the River Cafe, but yeah.
2: That's that, that's, a, that's a little different, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, that's its
1: own. I mean, it's yeah. literally its own. See, I
2: used to eat at Gage and Tallner's with my yeah. father in the 1970s yeah. and, and 80s, and uh, because he worked in downtown Brooklyn, yeah. and that place was, it was uh, steaks, chops, and seafood, and uh, it was beautiful, yeah. you know? It was a beautiful operation. It was for everybody. People of all all kinds of Brooklyners yeah. were in there. Yeah. You know, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, everybody yeah. was in there uh, together and enjoying the, uh, you know, the steaks and the oysters, Rockefeller yeah. and all that stuff.
1: It was the last bastion when I closed of, of that kind of dining, I think, for it any was. In, in all five boroughs almost like that. The types of restaurant. I it was remember. one of the few
2: survivors of that yeah, time. Like yeah.
1: you know, it's the type of restaurant that I remember my grandmother would talk yeah. about, or like you know, Lou Chows,
2: which exactly. I ate at once or twice before that or, closed. You know, or, which was you know, on Fourteenth Street, the, you know, the Great German our restaurant.
1: Fellow columnist, Mimi Sheridan. You know, often before we'll have you know lunch together. That's the type of thing that I'll ask her about. You yeah, know, like what were you know what was this place like? You know what was that place like? I mean, know? these
2: were institutions for a yeah. hundred years. You know, and uh, yeah. uh, they fell. A little too early if they'd held on a little bit, yeah, you know, they, they would have yeah. made it through. But, but yeah. there, were, there were hard times in the yeah. 90s and,
1: and oh, in sure. the 80s and 90s, and they died. New Orleans, I think we some of those places were able to hold on, yeah, for better. I pro- mean,
2: it's like Galatoires, right. you know, this uh, yeah. to Gage and Tallner, yeah, it's just an Antoine's. Antoine's, an yeah. old
1: line place, yeah. Arnaud's, yeah, yeah.
2: And those places are, are uh, yeah. can be great. The team behind uh, this, uh, when, you know, I wish them all the luck in pulling yeah. this off, I think it's going to be delicious. Yeah, for sure. So for we sure. we hope. You know.
1: Yeah, that's something definitely to look forward to in 2019. Uh, yeah. You know, 2018 has been uh, definitely a, a strange year. Lots of... Uh, <laughs> Ups and downs. Lots of ups and downs. A couple of weeks ago, we lost our uh, friend Dave Pickrell, who's master distiller of a number of craft uh, whiskey.
2: Yeah, unique distillers. and irreplaceable yeah, man. Sure. Also,
1: I don't think anybody knew more about distilling than Dave. Yeah, we one of uh, one of the certainly the highlights of 2018 for me. We the three of us, uh, me and the two Daves, were shooting a video up in Vermont a couple of weeks ago. I remember we're all staying at the house up at Whistle Peak yeah. and. Uh, coming down and just the two of you guys just geeking out about early distillation and some of the funkiest distilleries you'd ever seen and all the different, you know, I mean,
2: Dave had seen everything. Oh, you for know. sure. It's, yeah. uh, it was uh, yeah. always, I mean, I really, I really feel his loss. I also lost uh, my friend Tom Vaught, one of oh, the great, yeah. uh, old style bartenders in yeah. New York. It wasn't old. He was yeah. forty nine years old, it's too soon, and uh, which is too soon. But he was—he uh, seemed like a character from the eighteen sixties. <laughs> you know, he was like the living embodiment of Jerry Thomas, yeah. Yeah. big gruff guy with a deep voice who uh, walked around with a swagger. And when he was behind the bar, you knew it. You know, he commanded the bar. He was—he was like the captain of a ship. It was a sinking ship, <laughs> but it was a ship. God right. damn it! So yeah. uh, he'll be deeply, deeply
1: yeah, missed for sure. Several months ago, uh, late May, we lost John Mayer, who's obviously. Great uh, bartender, you know, who sort of reinvented the Miami bar scene with his Sweet Liberty bar, and he'd worked in New York and sort of come up from Uh, the club. John
2: John was uh, just an absolutely lovely guy, and one of the uh, just the sweet uh sporty as hell he was always yeah. up for fun and oh, uh, yeah. and things but but you know not uh in a devilish way kind of no, in a sweet yeah. way
1: but still the life of a party yeah man. yeah it was one of those people who you'd learn early on not to try to keep up with or yeah. at least not to go drink for drink with
2: no uh, no he, hit, he, had a, he had a high capacity but he had but a way
1: he, of making bad choices sound like the right choice at the time yeah. uh in a good way, in um, a good way. Yeah. He, he wasn't extra he, bottle of champagne, Sure, Or yeah. why not? He know?
2: never like twisted your arm into no, anything. no. That's what I mean. It, yeah. it seemed,
1: it seemed, it seemed
2: reasonable. It seemed very but at sane, the, you know, mind. but at the same time, like uh, the last time I saw him, I was sitting uh, having Cuban food with him in uh, in in, yeah. in Miami Beach, just the two of us, yeah, you know, sure. perfectly sober and yeah. uh, and just talking about you know world type stuff, and uh, and you can't imagine a better companion. He was good in any situation. Yeah, it, it amazed. <laughs>
1: me um how many people spoke to him like on a daily basis oh, yeah. or a weekly oh, yeah. basis like it, you know he
2: was much loved you oh know, yeah i popular. mean like
1: just like you know such a way of you know being the center of so many people's lives you know yeah. all over the country and but he
2: had a little bit of the puppy dog you know in, in him he was sure he was friendly and, oh yeah and just that's sweet you yeah know? yeah so.
1: absolutely he will he'll definitely be missed and 2019 when we'll try to sort of pick up the pieces of yeah. uh, of trying to fill the void that that some of these people have left and uh Carry on their legacies. So. Well,
2: we know there'll be uh, more cocktails and uh, more, more whiskey
1: and more sure. bars and, and hopefully uh, more podcasts. Yep, yep.
2: Wayne app. Curtis will write a whole bunch more interesting Absolutely. stories. And and we, yeah, Phil, Green and yeah. Phil Green will dig into the histories of things. And yeah.
1: we got Lou Bryce in. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I we, can't we, wait to you know, uh, see what he comes stuff
1: up. With. And uh, you know, more stuff from all of our half full contributors. Yep. So, uh, looking forward to uh, what 2019 has for us. Well, cheers. Cheers.